It's the Great Debate Show. Jarvis Jeffries in the building with my guys, Terrence right. Smith, Nick Ely. What do you do? We in the building. And uh, it's a, uh, a Friday, a fantastic Friday for most of you who are listening on a Friday morning. And, you know, it's Thursday night right now, though, as we uh, record this episode of the Great Debate Show, which is available wherever you get your podcast. Download and subscribe. We've got Thursday Night Football on Amazon Prime. It was a very, very, very uh, anticipated game. Everybody was hyping it up. Uh, you almost thought it was the Super Bowl. You know, like, this has been really advertised a lot, and it's because of Prime Video, of course. But um, it was a good game. It was pretty good. A lot of things that I want to talk about on what happened, and I got a few keynotes uh, on what I saw. But um, I thought the Chargers could win this game. I know we didn't get to give our predictions for this game before kickoff. But um, I thought the Chargers could win, and um, even without Keenan Allen. But that did not happen. The Kansas City Chiefs are 2-0. The L.A. Chargers are 1-1. And they may have an injured quarterback in Justin Herbert. Uh, guys, how are y'all doing tonight? Fantastic. Much better, than I thought, much better than I thought I was going to end up doing. I tell you that. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm doing pretty good. I, I can't complain. I'm just I'm just trying to see why Nick is doing so good. <laughs> hey, man, what, what could have been a very significant loss turned out to be a very small loss. So, you know. Yeah. Hey, man, that's, we'll that's, that's, that's still we'll a win. It. Yeah, that's still a win to me, man. Uh, 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 Terrence, I'm going to let you go first and give your take on what you saw tonight on Thursday Night Football. And if you guys, after you give your takes, if you could tell me what you thought of Amazon uh, Prime video tonight, I thought it was pretty cool. I mean, that's a. Yeah. Um, I mean, for starters, the, the game, um, you know, kind of took an unexpected, an unexpected turn, and it shouldn't be unexpected because you know, it's Mahomes. Mahomes always kind of pulls these things out for the most part. Uh, but it just seems like it, it seems like a game that the Chargers were, for the most part, in control of for you know ma the majority of the, of the first half and even into the third quarter. Uh, and and the Chiefs made the adjustments. They started to kind of taking the you know the, the taking what the defense was giving them and, until things opened up, and that just kind of changed everything. And just mm -hmm. seems like uh, honestly, just to me, it seems like experience beat the Chargers on that one. Um, I think Mahomes and, and Andy Reid and even being to me learned a lot from last year where they were kind of struggling to get started last season and they were trying to take those big shots and they just weren't there and teams were still playing them the same way, backing off in coverage, trying to get pressure and trying to make Mahomes throw it underneath and or, or you know, make bad decisions. Now he seems to he seems very reluctant uh to make those bad decisions and is very, very comfortable throwing it underneath until things things open up. The problem with that is, is that uh, his counterpart is is going to have to learn the same lesson. That's why I say experience won his game for the Chiefs. Um, the, uh, the 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 Chiefs, you know, the Chiefs had a chance to go for it on fourth down, deep in, you know, in, in, inside of the five, and instead of going for it, uh, I guess they were pretty much on the goal line. They kicked the field goal and, and basically let the Chargers beat themselves. And that, to me, that's experience. I was watching the game with my dad, and I had just told him, I was like, listen, there's no turnovers tonight. Somebody's got to eventually turn this ball over. 
and it was a Chargers, and that was that was legitimately the difference in the game. And I and I bet T yeah. I bet T it happened right after you said that too. What's that? I bet the turnover happened immediately after you said it too to your dad. Well, I mean, it, I, I said it right after they kicked the field goal, so it was uh you know during that at the end of the next drive, of course. Uh, yeah. And the Chargers offense looked beautiful. I mean, um, uh, 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 yeah, the Chargers they can get up and down the field as good as anybody in the league, if not better than everybody else. Right. And we got to keep in mind their best receiver wasn't even playing tonight, so. They can get up and down the field. That is true. As good as anybody. Uh, but finishing drives off sometimes is going to be the key between winning and losing. Finishing off in the red zone uh, is going to be the key between winning and losing. They pulled up a stat Sunday where Tom Brady is like has like 58 touchdowns and zero picks in the red zone uh, in like the last, what, two, three years, I think? Yeah, I think it was like four years, something like that. Yeah, that's that's, that's very important. So, you know, sometimes it's okay to hand, turn around and hand that ball off, especially in that situation. I, and I, I think Nick might explain it to us a little bit more about the, the receiver that was trying to come out of the game. But, you know, if you turn around and hand that ball off, you don't have to worry about that. Yeah, and to that point, actually, I think part of it is that if you notice, neither of those teams really has that bruiser kind of power back that can get you those tough yards. Uh, but both of them kind of, you know, they specialize in having those Kind of scat backs, guys that uh that are dual threats, you know, out of the backfield, whether they're running the ball or, or catching passes out of the backfield. But uh, one of the big things that I took from the game, you know, just looking at it is, man, we're really looking at a matchup of, of two quarterbacks that are going to drive drive the league for the next decade or so at least uh, between Pat and and Justin Herbert. Um, obviously, Josh Allen's in that conversation, Joe Burrow's in that conversation as well. But uh, these two guys tonight, I mean, you know, they they put on a good show. Uh, Justin Herbert, suddenly from a statistical standpoint, had the better game. 334 yards, three touchdowns. Uh, but uh, I do kind of agree with you, Terrence, in that the experience that uh, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs have kind of kind of uh, helped them out in this one. Um, you know, Pat didn't have any interceptions. Justin obviously had the one crucial one, which, again, was not not entirely his fault. Um, you know, if, if you saw that play, if you guys were watching the game, what happened was the receiver that uh, that was looking to, that uh, he was that Justin Herbert was throwing to was actually looking to come out of the game after the previous play. Uh, you know, had his helmet, he was tired or whatever, and uh, he didn't he didn't finish his route. And so had he finished it hard, hard to the inside the way he should have, he probably would have essentially had a box out on that DB, and worst-case scenario, ended up with an incomplete pass. But instead, because he didn't finish the route, the DB was able to jump it, and uh, it took it 99 to the house. Uh, one thing I will say um, for that DB, his name is uh, Jalen Watson. I actually saw a quick tweet about him. He said about three years ago he was actually working at Wendy's, uh, trying to find somewhere to be able to play ball. And of course now he's got you know got that career highlight certainly on his film. So certainly happened for him there. Um, the Chiefs, you know, like I mean, I think I said you know before the season started that uh, the Chiefs are going to be a dangerous team, and uh, and they they got out there and got it done tonight. It was not as pretty as some would have liked, uh, but certainly uh, they got the job done. Yeah. Um, they did, no doubt about that. They're 2-0, and and congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. Look, first of all, let me say this. Never did I doubt Patrick Mahomes' ability to make plays and, you know, do what he does, and that's entertain us NFL fans because it's definitely something to see. I think I text you guys a few times after a few plays that he made, like, wow. You know, like, of course, I know he can do it, but it seems like every time he does it again, it just sometimes still seems to amaze me. Once again, from the NFL steps Curry, Patty Mahomes, 
Uh, but my thing was I thought the defense would be much worse. It's not good, but it's not bad either. And um, I just thought Tyreek Hill would really be missed. But uh, not so much. Uh, when they need to make plays, he finds a way to make them. I, I, I expected more from the Chargers defense. I thought it could have been better. J.C. Jackson from the New England Patriots. Terrence, what was that that you said, man, uh, before we started the show um, about J.C. Jackson and the new, the whole New England system on defense or Belichick? Uh, yeah, if, if those guys all got paid pretty good in the offseason, if they are uh, worth their money, then, can't, uh, then uh, the Chargers win the game. Apparently they might not be. Right. And you also said that J.C. Jackson – I mean, I don't. I, I'm not gonna say that you're saying that he's a free agent bust, but you said that. Oh yeah. Uh, well, we always well, sometimes we find out that those guys end up leaving, um, leaving New England, and we find out that it was a system and the scheme the whole time. Yeah, there we go. And I'm not overreacting to trying to jump the gun and say J.C. Jackson isn't good. I'm just saying that, man, that touchdown shouldn't have happened on that play where. Was it Kelsey? No, it wasn't Kelsey. It was number 84, whoever that is. Yeah, it was a backup tight end. A backup mm-hmm. tight end. Got a step on uh, J.C. Jackson, and uh, he did he, – he played the ball. It looked like he was playing it pretty good. He just missed it. But my thing is he was he had a step on him, though, and that's the reason why he had to try to go for the swat like he tried because the tight end was behind him. Uh, and that was a huge play. Uh, other huge plays, in my opinion – on why the Chargers lost this game. I think the Chargers really, they were in control, as Terrence was saying earlier. There was a terrible illegal contact call on the Chargers to keep their drive alive uh, when Patrick Mahomes threw a damn interception. And the Chargers dropped two or three interceptions, uh, might I add. But on this one, that was an interception. They called a PI, I mean an illegal contact, and it was not. That was a terrible call, and it was should have been a, it should have been a turnover. The Kansas City Chiefs scored after that, um, you know. And then there was Staley, the coach for the L.A. Chargers. Man, he should have went for that fourth and two uh, with a little over a minute left in the first half, uh, late in that second quarter. But I think he made so many crucial mistakes last season. He's being super conservative now, you know, so he don't want to get the blame. He doesn't want to get the blame. And that was a time where, hey, man, this is Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, Eric Bieniemy. We got to go forward. Take your shot. All right? This is not for the playoffs. This is just a regular season game on a Thursday night. Go forward. Take your shot. You've got the quarterback. You've got an offense. And at that time in the first half, Mike Will made it. I mean, Mike Williams. He was doing his thing. Eating. Straight eating. I thought he I thought he was too conservative. That's the head coach. And that's coming from him being too damn aggressive and, you know, and – you know, doing some ignorant things last season. I think that's what that was. Also, I don't think that that interception should have been overturned in the third quarter. Uh, it was, uh, what, it was 17-7, to and that pick would have led to a blowout because the Chargers would have picked that ball off. I believe there was somewhere around a 40 or 30-yard line. They would have been in Casey's, in Casey's territory, and they were going to score. Let's be honest. I mean, the Chiefs were not really stopping the Chargers' offense, and – that was not a good call. Um, it just wasn't. Uh, they 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 overruled it. I thought that, look, if they had said that it was incomplete, that's fine. 
I'm cool with incomplete. But the fact that they called it an interception and they looked at it and they overturned it, I don't think it was enough uh, conclusive evidence to overturn it. So that's a that's another bad look. Again, Kansas City Chiefs games. This is what you get. Referees always seem to have their back. Um, some people out there know what I mean. That shouldn't have happened. All right. And I'm also surprised that Andy Reid, he was a little conservative tonight as well. Uh, remember, guys, when uh, he kicked the field goal, uh, when they had their fourth and goal inches away from the touchdown? I was surprised. Um, See, I, I think that won him the game, though. Okay. Okay. Um, right. Because if, if they don't convert that, then, then you know, that, that definitely changes things in the game. Uh, one thing I wanted to say I thought I thought was kind of an odd coincidence when I heard Terrence talking about uh, J.C. Jackson and the uh, and the Patriots, you know, deal, you know, being in that system and being it made to look better. Oddly enough, I heard I was listening to the broadcast and they were saying that uh, Richard Sherman, who was working the sideline, had actually declared J.C. Jackson in his mind as the best corner in the league. And you know, uh, with uh, with J.C. coming from the New England system, and and you know now Terrence looking at him as, as potentially being a system cornerback. That's some of the same things that people said about Richard Sherman back in the day. So I wonder if maybe he was looking at JC as, you know, having some similar qualities to him, and maybe that's that's what uh pulled his decision. Yeah, maybe. He that's definitely what he was. A good cover three corner. Uh, but uh in the end, hey, the Chiefs win. I just thought that I didn't I didn't think it was so bad. It wouldn't have been the end of the world if the Chiefs didn't get the fourth and goal on in the inches. Because even if you don't get fourth and goal, you know, an inch away, the Chargers are backed up inside the one. You're going to probably get this ball back. It's, something good is probably going to happen for you, and it's the Kansas City Chiefs. He, they're probably going to be putting the ball back to Patrick Mahomes, you know, inside midfield or, or less or better. So I, I didn't like that. I was surprised that Andy Reid didn't do that. I wish he had, a you know, thought like that in Super Bowl 54, but I digress. Um, <laughs> uh, and now what, what else do I have here? Okay. And Everett, Everett really, uh, was balling in the second half. First, it was Mike will, oh, Mike Williams in the first half. And they said, enough of this. We're going to try to, we're going to, we got to try to take him out of the game and double him. And, uh, then it was Everett who really tore it up in the second half. Uh, Herbert, his interception at the goal line, no guys, that was it. 99 yard interception return. That was the key play that cost the Chargers the football game. And I know that it was on the receiver, Everett, who was trying to come out of the game right before that play, but they were doing no huddle. And it's like Herbert, in my mind, he still needs to make the right adjustments. He needs to not throw that ball to him. Maybe he didn't see Everett trying to come off the field. I'm not sure. And I know he thought that Everett was hot. He had the hot hand, but he had just had a few good plays that he made. He needed to come off. You can't throw that ball to him that quick. He wasn't ready for it. He was in the wrong position, wrong space. Hey, slow it down. Tell the coach, hold up, man. We're at the three-yard line. What's the purpose of moving so fast? <laughs> that that I don't understand that. Once again, Staley just doing some very, very, very questionable things in this game once again. Hey, if the Chargers don't make postseason, if they don't do the things that I'm looking for them to do, fire this guy. Because, you know, like Aaron Lynn could have kept doing that. You know, you fired him to bring this guy in, and I'm still kind of scratching my head wondering for what. Uh, he needs to make better decisions and, uh, you know, in his coaching. And the last thing I would say was Herbert had an injury, and it is a rib injury apparently. We don't know how serious it could be. But for the Chargers, 
I know the fans are holding their breaths and the Chargers as well. But um, he couldn't throw the ball at one point, and he just slung the ball down, just threw it down. He couldn't run out of bounds. It seemed like he was in so much pain. And I was like, what the hell? Well, why won't you just come out? Chase is warming up. Then the very next play, he goes from I can't even run out of bounds and it's just a few feet away from me and I can't even throw it away. Then he throws a 40, 50-yard dot. That was very, very, very mind-puzzling to me, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, the Chargers lose. They're one and one. I didn't make a bet on it, and I'm glad I didn't. But I would have, so I'm glad I didn't. So I guess it was kind of like mm, a good night for me as well, Nick, because I didn't lose anything, but uh, maybe a little credibility. Well, I didn't lose that either because I didn't say that the Chargers would win tonight on the podcast, but I'm telling everybody that I, w- I would have went for them. Where I do lose a little bit of that is I pretty much said the Chiefs would be pretty bad this year, and they're 2-0. Now, there's still a long season to go, and but Andy Reid is phenomenal still. Patrick Mahomes is phenomenal still. I just thought that the Cardinals would be much better last week, and they weren't. And I thought that the Chargers didn't know that they wouldn't have Keenan Allen because that was a big, big miss uh, for them. They really did miss him. If he was there, they win this game by two touchdowns or by ten, in my opinion. We'll see what happens when that gets to L.A. But I just felt that at some point, and I still do think maybe at some point of this season, Patrick Mahomes – pulling all these rabbit out of the hats, you know, all these tricks that he does. He's so phenomenal. He is. I just I just think that the magician is going to run out of tricks at some point. Somebody's going to have to make a play for him. Somebody's going to have to make a stop on defense. Um, Chris Jones started lighting it up in the fourth quarter or second half after Nick said that he switched sides. Uh, but – it seemed very odd to me on how that happened immediately after Al Michaels in the in commentary was saying how that rookie uh, lineman for the Chargers was really holding up. You know, he was doing his thing with uh, Chris Jones, and then, bam, Chris Jones moves over right after he says it, and he takes over. Funny how those things happen, man. A lot of coincidences in the NFL. <laughs> but, uh, hey, that's it for week two. Thursday Night Football, first time being on Amazon Prime. I thought it was pretty good. I watched the highlights. You could watch replays during the game, during the commercials. Yeah, the stats are right in your face. The stats is right there in your face. Yes, sir. That was pretty nice. I do, I'm I definitely do, a fan. I do, hate it. I do hate it for the, um, the casual fan that's at home, you know, who only has CBS and NBC and, you know, Fox or whatever the case may be. You know, they're going to they're gonna lose some of the audience that they're supposed to have. Maybe they'll get it back at some point as technology, you know, continues to advance. Mm-hmm. But uh, the presentation is nice. It is. It is. I cannot lie. It is nice. And uh, I said I wouldn't do it, but I they suckered me in. I, I, I had no other choice. It doesn't seem to watch it if I wanted to watch it. And there it is. Uh, before we move into week two, I mean, the rest of week two games, Nick, what was the, uh, the total points over under for the night? I believe it was 53 and a half. 53 and a half. And what did they score? 51? Uh, it was 24 to 17. So. No, no, no. 24, 24 27. Uh, wasn't it? 24 27. Yeah. Yeah, we had 20. So what's that? What? 50, 51? That's 51, right? That's 51. 51, uh-huh. Yeah. Okay, so they went under. Everybody, I'm pretty sure, 80% of the world gambled that it was that it would be over with these two offenses. I'm sure. I 
I definitely follow him to the eighty percent, but it's all good. <laughs> I, I gamble it. both ways, so I guess you know. <laughs> All good. Just wanted to let the, the world know who's listening to the Great Debate Show that this is what they usually do. If the house, you know, sees that everybody's going over like we expect, suckers is gonna be under. And that was the reason for the ninety-nine yard interception, probably. Uh, anyway, that's neither here nor there. But if you add those six points, they go over, right? Nick, can you give us the schedule for Week Two Sunday's games? Let's get into it. Uh, first up is the Bucks visiting the New Orleans Saints. Bucks are a two and a half point favorite. Two and a half point favorite. Uh, there's a very lengthy, relatively lengthy uh, injury report. All these guys are listed questionable uh, on the Bucks side: Chris Godwin, Leonard Fournette, Julio Jones, Russell Gage, and Brashad Perriman. Uh, for the Saints, Cam Jordan, Paulson, Adebo, Alvin Kamara, Jameis Winston, and Mark Ingram all listed as questionable uh, for this game. What happened to Fournette? Uh, I'm not sure. He was balling Sunday night. Take a look. Damn. Wow. That's a lot of injuries. Yeah. You see how they're sitting? You see see how they're sitting it up? Wow. Um, I wouldn't read too much into this. Uh, if there's if they're if they're questionable, more than likely most of them aren't gonna play. And even if they do play, and they get their asses kicked, we'll everybody can say, well, they probably shouldn't even play. Leonard Fournette's injury is a hamstring. He practiced. He uh, he was limited in practice today. Okay, limited in practice, a hamstring. I didn't. Mm-hmm. Okay, didn't see anything happen to her. Anything Julio about Jones it during the game? Julio Jones is a knee. Russell Gage is a hamstring. But you mean uh, you mean you mean to tell me there's a there's a hamstring injury and it's not Julio's? No, Julio's is his knee. Oh, that's very interesting. Oh, but he, <laughs> but he but he but he he has found his way back on that injury report though. Again, I see. I, I wondered if he would even make it this year on the injury on the injury report with him being with Brady and all now. But yeah, Nick T, T I feel you on that though. That him and a hammy. It's been a lot of hamstring injuries this year though. So far, early. Everybody. I think it's a lot of those guys didn't play preseason. Well, they need to start playing preseason more. I don't they're, know. They're going to get back to playing preseason. They don't want to, and this I totally ridiculous. get it. Yeah, this is ridiculous. I mean, like, something needs to happen. You either cut the preseason out if they're not going to – I don't know what to do. You, they need to be playing. Somebody needs to do something because, I mean, how the hell does George does George Kittle, you know, not play week one, possibly not going to play week two, hasn't been practicing this week, and we haven't even played a damn game yet, bro. Like, Kittle, what's up? Uh, it's time – on the next episode, I think I'm going to come up with an episode on why we should trade George Kittle. And I know that I might have just broke the internet in 49er land, but uh, I'm sick of this. He's always hurt. And I'm just thinking about all these injuries everybody's having. And hurt is damn growing, they say, in training camp or practices and during the preseason. And you ain't played. You haven't played. How do you hurt your growing in practice? You don't play. You haven't played a game. I don't game. know, but this, this sounds like we need to order some more of those drug tests for you, my guy, because trading George Kittle is, is that's wild. Hey, man. Hey, man. If I'm not going to have him available, because one thing I can say, though, when we got to move on, but one thing I can say, everybody that's been bashing Trey Lance from Sunday's performance in that monsoon, no, he wasn't good, but he wasn't bad. People forget he did have George Kittle. And another thing I don't think anybody ever pays attention to, every time Jimmy G doesn't play, George Kittle doesn't play. Nobody pays it any mind. But I'm the one that needs a drug test. That dude always is out when Jimmy G is out. Damn near for the most part. Somebody please go look that up. 
at me. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, nonetheless, but, but yeah, injuries. But yeah, Bucks and Saints uh, in New Orleans. Bucks are two and a half point favorite. Who you got? T. Uh, I, I'll go first. I uh, actually, hey, I'm not even worried about injuries. I'm not worried about uh, who's playing or who's not. Uh, I don't know if you guys are paying attention, but Tom Brady and his um, possible marital marital problems have been in the uh, in the dirt sheets this week. That's also a wrestling reference, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I just feel like these are a lot of the times where Tom Brady comes back and like just puts it on somebody. So I'm going to roll with the Bucks. They are what are they? Uh, two and a half. Two and a half. Yep. Two and a half. Yeah, I'm going to roll with the Bucks. Uh, and every single one of those points plus about fifteen more. Ooh. Mm. Oh my. Uh, somebody's predicting a, a good, good old fashioned beatdown. So the Bucks are favorite too. The Bucks are favorite by two. You're saying? The Bucks yeah, are favorite by two and a half. Okay. Okay. Good. 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 Okay. Is it my turn? Mm. Or Nick? Go ahead. Okay. Thank you so much. Okay, well, now, real quick, um, the Saints are going to win. I said the Saints, you know, are going to beat the, the Buccaneers twice this year in another sweep, and I think that they will do it. I'll quickly give my theory on why. And, look, this is really messing my head up. If the game is really real, I apologize to everybody that I'm just, you know, if I'm saying some things, it's kind of messing your brain up. But I don't think I'm wrong. So I'm trying to help people out and make them, you know, hope, hopefully they'll win a little money. Um the, the the 49ers and the Rams, six times in a row, the 49ers beat the Rams until the NFC Championship game last season. The Saints have beaten the Buccaneers four times in a row in the regular season since Brady has been there. Two more wins for the Saints. That'll be another 6-0 and for them. And I think the Buccaneers come back and they get the Saints' ass in the postseason just like the Rams did my Niners. I'm going with the Saints. Who dead? Terrence almost pulled me over to his side with the with the stuff about Tom Brady, which I, I had seen as well. Uh, but I'm not going to do it. I'm going to stick with the Saints as well. They are, I believe, before the season, I picked them as my NFC Super Bowl uh, pick. And so I'm going to roll with them. I'm going to roll with them to get the job done. They are actually very heavily, uh, as far as the uh, ESPN FBI, uh, they are very heavily predicted to lose this game. The Bucks have a 70.1% chance of winning, uh, according to FBI. But I'm going to go against it. I'm going to go with the Saints uh, to, to win the game. If Godwin doesn't play, I mean, the Bucks could be in trouble. Like, against this Saint defense, that Saint defense has to play better compared to what they did last week against Marcus Mariota and the Falcons. Man, Kyle Pitts and you know, those guys. Those defense did play good. What, which one? The Bucks. The Bucks defense did play good. Um, but it, was it them playing good or were the Cowboys' offense just that bad? Oh, it was definitely a mixture. Okay. Yeah, I was yeah. Like, I was, the Cowboys' offense gets some blame and credit for that, however you want to look at it. Yeah, yeah, and I think Dak has a lot to do with that. But anyway, um, <laughs> I'm, that's going to be my theme for the, for the rest of the season. Dak is holding the Cowboys back. Uh, but back to the Buccaneers, yeah, I think the Buccaneers are going to lose this one. Uh, they're a little banged up. They didn't look that good. Keep in mind, they had a lot of red zone trips. They kicked a lot of field goals. And um, the the Saints, they were able to still pull out a win, even though they were sloppy in that week one game against the Falcons. That's what good teams do, though. They find ways to win, even when they're playing shitty. I think the Saints are going to snap out in the Superdome. 
Brady struggles against the Saints. It's going to happen into the postseason. But he will beat them when it matters. Give me the Saints. And, Nick, you pick the All Saints right. as well. Yeah, I pick the Saints as well. Up next, we got the New York Jets visiting the Cleveland Browns. Uh, Cleveland is a six-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, I'm, I'm putting the – I don't know why I'm calling this an upset. I mean, with, I'm being favored by almost seven points. I guess you would consider it an upset. But this might be the game where they where they really miss Deshaun. That I think that Jets defense is actually uh, uh, pretty good. I'm going to roll with the Jets to win this game probably by a field goal. Okay, Terrence feeling frisky today. So he said he's gonna take yeah, it up. Yeah, yeah, I remember this now. T, you right on, I'm not, I'm not mad at it. I'm gonna stick with the favorite hey, on this. Hey Jarvis, hey Jarvis, as uh, as as our as the great LT Hicks would say, write this down now. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's right. Oh LT, right, hey man, is he he's still around? Right? He's still he's still, he's still around. He still looks like he's fifty years old. I can believe that. I can. I, man, I can. We gonna. Oh, LT Hicks, man. You know what? <laughs> and I know we, we're supposed to be talking about the game, but ladies and gentlemen, this is a guy who was our teacher. He was like the college professor in high school that prepared you for college if you were going. And if you weren't going, he'd let you know by calling you a small businessman. He would let you know. <laughs> yeah, he would let you know. If you were a dumbass, he would let you know. Uh, but he was, he, he was just like, if I had a video or a camera to record the, some of the moments that I had in that classroom, man, I would have so much more content than I than I than I'm trying to put together right now. That guy was hilarious. He was good. I mean, I can remember one time where we used to always leave uh, before lunch, and we would go to the store, and they, you know, like people would kind of snitch on us. But you know, Hicks stopped me one day. He was like, "Man, I know you be going out. You finna go to the store, ain't you? Finna go to the Tanamago, and then I, yeah, such and such be snitching on you." And he said, "Look here, man." <laughs> it, but he called me. He pulled me back to the side before I walked out the door. He was like, well, "Give me a look, six, six pieces of them high when you come when you come back." <laughs> I said, well, "Hey, man, if that's what it takes for you not to tell on me, I got you. I got you, LT. Right. Yeah, man. Just wanted to bring it up because he was a he was something else, but he really did prepare you. Everybody thought me." who was the class clown in high school or bad, bad boy, whatever you want to call me, they thought that I was going to struggle in there. And I damn near had like the best average in his class. You know, like it wasn't what they thought it was going to be. And he was ready for me too, but you know, oh, you know, he was, he did his homework. Yeah. But it, it wasn't, it wasn't what he thought. We actually checked a few people in class together. That's how cool we end up getting when he saw that, man, this is a smart young kid, man, when he wants to be, you know, and it was all right. <laughs> oh, LT Hicks, man. Somebody tell him I said, what's up, man. Oh, Jarvis Jeffries. But anyway, I'm sorry. Had a moment. Uh, <laughs> T- Terrence, you, Terrence brought me back on that one though, man. That's good stuff. And <laughs> it was a nostalgia bomb. For real. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, man, like I said, on that one, I'm definitely sticking with the favorite. I'm going with the Browns uh, to win that game. I don't know if I would take them to cover. I think it will be a good game. I do agree, Terrence, that the, the just defense is definitely much improved. Uh, I think I saw a stat on, on Sauce Gardner. He still didn't allow – I think he only allowed one catch last week or no catches. Uh, obviously still haven't, hasn't given up a score. Uh, so it seems like the Jets may have hit with that pick for sure. Uh, but I'm, I'm going to stick with the Browns on this one. Hey, man, if a kid's first name is Sauce, you can't go wrong with it. You're not allowed to be a bad player with a name like that. Either. No, you can't be a bad player. You are For real. For real. That's the truth. Uh, T, when you made your – we should have let you make that uh, prediction last. You should have put some more sauce on that one, man. Like, you should have really came <laughs> with it. Because, like, man, you picked the Jets to win a game and against a decent team. 
um, hey, I, I hope you're right. But uh, and I, I'm not saying I won't take a, a stab at whatever that plus is looking like. Um, uh, with, with the, our good friends at FanDuel, but uh, man, I'm going with the Browns. We said that we thought the Browns could, when he was just when Deshaun Watson was suspended for just the first uh, six games, <laughs> which that didn't yep. last long. We thought that they could make it out of that four and two, and this was one of the games that we considered a dub. So I gotta stick with that. Uh, so give me the give me the Browns. All right. Next up, we got the Washington Commanders visiting the Detroit Lions. Detroit is a one-point favorite at home. Hmm. Detroit is a one-point favorite at home. Against who? Mm-hmm. Against who now? Against the Washington Commanders. Okay, okay. Go ahead, T. You know, uh, I, I, you know, Detroit made that out of a game last week, and it, uh, when I was watching at the beginning, they looked like they were, you know, very much in control until the Eagles, you know, asserted themselves. I'm saying that to say I wouldn't be surprised if – am I just going to go all upsets here? Uh, but I, just I'm, do not, it. I'm, I'm probably, I'm not, it's not the goal, but once again, I'm going to roll with the, with the Lions over the Commanders. <laughs> Let's do it. Well, te- technically, that's not an upset. The Lions are favored. They are favored by a point. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. that. that makes me feel better. Right. Well, I, it still feels like an upset if you pick them, though. It, it, anytime Detroit is winning anything, it feels like an upset. Agreed. I, I can say, I can say that. That being said, for the first time on, on this show, uh, Terrence and I will agree, or at least on this episode, Terrence and I will agree on a pick. I'm also going with the Lions. Like I said, I was I was pretty impressed with uh, what they did against us last week, especially considering they still lost. So I was impressed and happy with it. Um, but I'm, I'm going to go with the Lions. They look like like they're certainly a more talented team than uh, and a better team than what people may have thought coming into it and what their history has shown. Um, so I'm going to roll with them and get it done this week. Hey, Not to I- mention, it doesn't bother me to have at least one of the NFC East teams other than us, uh, other than us to lose. We can Try to get number one in the division, in the division outright. Oh, when you like that, sir. I would love that, and so I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna predict it. Yeah, I'm, and I'm gonna do the same. Uh, I have I said last week on the show that um, maybe it's the hard knock, uh, the hard knock show or whatever. What's it called again? Hard knocks. Yeah, NFL hard knocks. Mm-hmm. I was watching it. Maybe I, maybe I was still drinking the Kool Aid from that. But man, I'm 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 kind of feeling what's going on in that lion locker room, man. And, again, I know the Eagles had control of the game, but then they kind of let the Lions get back in it. And then they had to kind of just – they just barely put them away. But I think it's something to that. You know, I really do. Um, I know it, it was week one, but I think it's something to that because I think the Eagles are going to be a pretty good football team if their quarterback allows them to. And that's my only doubt about the Eagles. And if there's no doubt about him and his performance, then the Eagles are going to be good. And that means the Lions, they're not bad. I'm taking the Lions as well. So this is a clean sweep here. Well, that's wow. not something that happens very often for us. Zay, Next nah, up. For real. And it's the Detroit Lions on top of that. Wow. <laughs> Next up is the Carolina Panthers visiting the New York football Giants. Giants Ooh. are a two-point favorite at home. In the, 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 in the, the injured running back bowl here. <laughs> right. Wow! Uh, the, ba- the, ba- the battle of Jarvis's two most unfavored running backs. <laughs> no, nah, man, I ain't got no problem with Saquon, man. <laughs> I well, just, other than okay. being injured all the time, I just want right. to be. Yeah, well, I just we, we all have that problem. Yeah. <laughs> Here's my question, guys. Okay. You got to take one of these running backs. Um. Uh, 
you got to take one of these running backs. Whoever has the best day gets you paid, right? Like you got to, you know, it's pretty much a coin flip. But you know, who, who do you, which running back do you want? You want McCaffrey? And just this game, not the whole season, but just this game. Let's just say if you, you know, your your whole fan do a bet, your fantasy line is depending on it. You want McCaffrey? You want Saquon? Oh, I'm definitely taking Saquon. I mean, especially against that Panthers defense. They gave up over 140 yards rushing to Nick Chubb last week. Uh, Saquon had 160 himself in the, in the game that they played. So I'm taking Saquon to have a, have a repeat performance. I mean, not necessarily going for another 160, but certainly to have a great game. So I'm, I'm going with Saquon. And furthermore, going with the Giants to win the game. Who are they playing again? The Giants are playing the Panthers. Giants are at home. Oh, they are playing them. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. and, and, and I'm with you, Nick. Part of that is because I really believe in Saquon. Not, that's not – that's not me saying I don't believe in McCaffrey, but I just I came into the season thinking that Saquon was going to have his absolute best year. I still believe that as part of the reason why I picked him to beat the Titans last week. I also still don't have faith in Baker Mayfield. Yeah. With that being said, give me the Giants. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to answer your question, it doesn't really matter if I go with McCaffrey or Barkley because whoever I pick, they'll probably still get hurt on the damn drive. Uh, but but <laughs> I had to I had to take a shot. I'm sorry. But look, both of those guys are talented. I just wish they both would stay healthy. But yeah, I'm going with you all, Barkley, and I'll take the Giants as well because of that and because Brian Dable. Dable how, how you say it? The new head coach for the Giants. I think it's Dable. Dable. Brian Dable looks so damn good in that locker room, you know, with those guys and celebrating and looking like a rapper on on stage at a concert. I enjoyed it. Did y'all it. see his tweet? His tweet? Uh-huh. He, he, tweeted, uh, he tweeted, and I quote, I am undefeated as a head coach. I like that guy. <laughs> I can play for that. He he, I like he is he is undefeated, and I he saw undefeated as a head coach. And I saw him give um, Brandon, damn, not Brandon. What's his name? Daniel Daniel Jones in earful on the sideline uh, in week one after a certain play against the Titans. I'm not sure. It might have been an interception. I'm pretty sure it was, but he let him have it, and that's something that I didn't see. Uh, whoever their head coach was before he left, uh, him or Jason Garrett, the OC, when he was the OC, I didn't see anyone do that. He is he went right over there, and he held them accountable. I like it, and, and, and they won the game. You know, so, uh, hey, the Giants could definitely go 2-0 here. And, uh, Nick, if they do that, everything that you're saying about Saquon Barkley, man, like, I don't know when the last time you've seen a, a healthy Saquon Barkley against your team, but – I don't know, man. Look out. Remember, those two guys, him and the quarterback, they are playing for something. And that's They're playing for the careers. A contract. Their careers and some money. Yeah. A second contract. I, I, I will say that one of the best things that I saw all last week was after Saquon converted on the two-point conversion, the energy that they shared with the head coach. They really – whatever he's preaching, whatever he's doing, they do believe in it, and that's obvious to see. That is True. True. Yeah, that's what it looks like. I like it. I'm taking the Giants. That's another clean sweep, right? All right. Well, next both, up, we've both got New York teams. Yeah, that's true, too. Uh, next up, we've got the 0-1 New England Patriots visiting the 1-0 Pittsburgh Steelers, and New England is a two-point favorite. And that surprises me. Mm. That's weird. Do you, know what, do, you, do you know what probably pulled that line? I'd be willing to bet anything. 
T.J. Watt getting T. hurt. T.J. Watt? I mean, that I ain't. Think, I think if T.J. Watt's healthy, the, the Steelers are favored in that game. Because he's hurt, that's why that's why they've got the uh, the Patriots' favorite. And I think but, it's a mistake. Yeah, I, I'm still not going to say not only did that defense look pretty uh, average after T.J. Watt left, outside of Mika Fitzpatrick, that defense looked pretty average after T.J. Watt went down. Uh, but uh, not only that, the offense looked terrible all game long. That that offense did did not sustain one decent drive, and that's a shame. After five turnovers, they couldn't sustain one decent drive. I don't think they get those turnovers uh, with New England, and I don't think this game. I don't want to say it won't be close, uh, but I, I I can see New England winning, you know, pulling, maybe pulling ahead late, but, you know, getting a 10-point victory or something. I, that's, not, that's not me saying that it's going to be necessarily a blowout, but it will end up being a 7- or 10-point victory, I think, for New England. Well, we don't have a clean sweep on this one. As I said, I'm taking the Steelers to – to win that game, uh, although, like I said, T.J. Watt being out definitely does make some changes on that defense. I just don't have a lot of faith in the Patriots. I don't have a lot of faith in, that, faith in their offense. Uh, they don't know who the offensive coordinator really is. Or they call them play. That does bother me, though. That, that really does bother me. Right. And, uh, you know, the Steelers still do have some talent on that defense, albeit not their best player, uh, you know, obviously with T.J. being out. So I'm, I'm going to stick with the Steelers. I'm, I'm going to take them in, the, I guess, what actually is considered an upset in this one. Guys, just imagine. You buy a plane ticket. You get on the plane, and nobody knows who's the one driving the plane. That's, that's the New England good. Patriots offense right now. Yeah, I was going to say, that's not good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jonathan, that's not good. It's not. <laughs> Man, and that, look. That's the New England Patriots offense right now. And, 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 and you're right, and that's why I'm surprised you're taking them, T. To be honest with you, I really but am. Pittsburgh offense is worse because I know it worries you. Yeah, I got you. I got you. And with all that being said, I'm still taking the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mike Tomlin, I just think he finds a way. And I don't know about that defense being average, Terrence. After T.J. Watt left, I mean, look, I tell you what, I'll take an average Steelers defense against whatever that is the Patriots are doing on offense. Um, give me, give give me the Steelers and. Uh, yeah, two points by ass. <laughs> Shit. I think this could – I think it could get ugly, to be honest with you, because Trubisky, he will move, though, out of the pocket. He'll extend some plays. If Najee Harris – wait a minute. Can Najee Harris play? Is he playing Sunday? Uh, yeah, as far as I know, I think they said uh, the injury he had was not considered serious and he should be good to go. If he's good to go, I think the Steelers will be fine. And that defense is good enough. I mean, look, I'm looking at what they did against Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. They made the Bengals earn everything they got. And um, and, and they still were able to get the win true enough, even though that shouldn't have happened. But I'm taking the Steelers, man. I got the Steelers. I don't I – don't, I, like, like Terrence said, it scares me too what the Patriots have going on right now. And as much as I would like to say the triple Bs that I used in 2021 a lot, you know, the – Bill Belichick, bitch. I, I can't say that right now because it's like, Bill, what are you doing? I don't know. Uh, give me the stills, man. Mike Tomlin. Yep, and uh, just so you know, uh, Najee Harris is not listed on the injury report as well. So oh, hey, uh, definitely, spe- definitely expect to see him on Sunday. Yes, sir. All right, next up we have the 0-0-1 Indianapolis Colts visiting the 0-1 Jaguars. Colts are a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Colts. 
And for the clean sweep, I'm going Colts. All right. That was the quickest one. Yeah, that's the easy one. Yeah. Next up, we have the 1-0 Miami Dolphins visiting the 1-0 Baltimore Ravens. I think it's only appropriate that Terrence go first on this one. <laughs> uh, Baltimore is a three-and-a-half-point favorite. You know, it bothers me a little bit. Um, it should. I remember last year where, you know, we, we walked into a game where the Dolphins were, I think, 0-7. And, and, uh, and, or maybe 0-8. They were 0-8, I think. And, you know, I'm thinking Lamar's going to come in and continue his MVP-type season, and they beat us down. They beat us down, and that really kind of changed the momentum that we had our season, and we really never got it back. Um, and as, and on the flip side, their momentum turned, and they never really lost it. So, but it makes you wonder, too, like, it went 0-8. They all of a sudden started winning, and then we hear the coach talk about um, – uh, the, the the owner trying to bribe him to lose. Mm-hmm. Bro, you lost a lot of games at one time, but, you know, that's neither here nor there. Hmm. Uh, it, it, hmm. it, it scares me, but I am going to take Baltimore to three and a half points. Three and a half, yes. I am going to take Baltimore at three and a half points, but I'm not doing that with a lot of conviction. It's just hard to pick against Lamar. He has been so good in the regular season. But yes. Miami, is, uh, historically, is kind of, they kind of had our number a little bit. I remember a year where they were owing like 13, I think. Guess who lost to them? They, they had one win the whole season. Wow. And they beat my Ravens. I'll wow. never forget that. Ouch. And then they, and then they hired their head coach that the next year as the offensive coordinator. But, mm. you know, they're front office. But anyway, I'm going with my Ravens. I think Lamar pulls it out. Uh, I don't I don't anticipate a great game because they they do have a very very solid defense. Uh, the game might honestly come down to the arm of um, to the arm of of uh, what's my boy's name in Miami? Uh, Tua Tagovailoa. Tua, thank you. I'm, I'm telling y'all, names in my mind just they they, they slip away sometimes. But uh, the game might come down to the arm of Tua, and I will take Baltimore's defense over Tua's arm right now. Yep, I'm going to ride with you. I'm going to take Baltimore as well for the simple fact that before the season started, I told y'all that I think Lamar Jackson is going to be the MVP. Um, and so being the MVP, I think this is a game where he gonna, comes in and makes a statement. And uh, so I'm taking the Ravens, and I'm taking them to cover. Yeah. Yeah, the Baltimore Ravens, uh, their defense is back to where it, it, it was before all of the injuries last year in their secondary. I know they did take a a, a blow to uh, Kyle, Kyle Fuller. Kyle yeah. Fuller. But uh, yeah, yeah. But uh, as Terrence was saying, though, like it's not gonna really hurt him as much. Not you know, no knock on uh on Kyler Fuller. But uh, yeah, I I, I want to pick the Dolphins. I'm not gonna lie because the Dolphins defense it's is hard. good. It's hard. They got that number. It, it it is. They they got the defense to do some things with uh, Lamar Jackson not really having the talent that we think he should have on offense, but. Robert Salah's defense is he he's solid. And I think that some of the throws that Lamar Jackson made last week, they're pretty sharp. So I I'm gonna say that he'll find a way at home. They're they're in Baltimore. They are in Baltimore, yes. I think he finds a way at home to get the win. Um, you know, maybe win by two. You said it's three points. They probably win three by and two. Half. 
three and a half. Okay, well they yeah they win by three. That's it. Which um, which, it, which in in Vegas and in, in betting terminology that essentially means they, that Vegas sees it as an even money game because mm-hmm. they give you three and a half for uh, just for being at home. Yeah, right, right. But I mean, it's just crazy how it's always a half. You know, like Baltimore can win by three and. <laughs> that steals not three oh. and a half. Oh, so, that's exactly why that hook exists. Exactly. You know, hook, line, and sink. Yeah, I'll take the Ravens as well. Um, reluctantly, I'm taking the Ravens. I do think Lamar will get it get it done somehow, some way. And uh, I will say this, Duvernay and what's the other receiver? Um, Bateman. Bateman. I heard some good things about Bateman this year. What's expected. I could actually see that happening. Maybe, maybe the Ravens know what they're doing. Maybe they already he looked, he looked know what they're doing. He did catch a uh, like a fifty-yard bomb. Yeah, the uh, ball put it right over his shoulders, right in his hand. Oh, it was beautiful. It was looked good. Also, hey, I'm 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 very optimistic. It was beautiful, and you don't pay this man his damn guarantee. Well, I, I know. Keep going, Nick. <laughs> we that's a clean sweep, Baltimore. Yes, indeed. Next up, I'm I'm expecting another clean sweep. You've got the 0-1 Atlanta Falcons visiting the 0-1 Los Angeles Rams. The Rams are a 10-point favorite. T? Oh, uh, I was trying to convince myself of how the Falcons could win, but I won't <laughs> do that, and I'll just go with the Rams. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't make it hard. Don't make it hard on yourself. Uh, the Falcons put a valiant effort last week uh, in a division game. First game of the year, you know, the Saints looked looked a little off-kilter. Um, so I think the Falcons took a little bit of advantage of that just to keep that game as close as it was. Uh, the Rams, obviously, are going to have a little bit of revenge on their mind from the game they lost last week. So I'm, I'm taking the Rams, and I think they will cover also. But I will say, at some point this season, the Rams are going to need some help at receiver. They just don't have enough. Yeah. No, they don't. They don't. They don't. Uh, okay. Well, we got a lot of clean sweeps here. We might as well make it another one. Then again, on the other hand, I don't know. Yeah, Man, that's how I feel too, Jarvis. The Atlanta Falcons look so damn hot and on fire. I know they were at home. It's week one. Man, they had the Saints on there. They had they had them reeling. They had them reeling. And the and the Rams look like they're having some offensive line issues. I'm not sure if Stafford's elbow is what they say it is. Ooh, Jalen Ramsey's got to get his confidence back after what happened to him last week with D. He got digged, digged in the, through the mud. Um, um, yeah, y'all catch that to find digs, dig, dig through the mud. Anyway, um, nice. I, 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 I just think, <laughs> I, I, damn it, fuck it, I'm going with the damn Atlanta Falcons. I'm give it, give them to me. Upset of the week. Atlanta Falcons are gonna go into Hollywood and upset the Rams. I said what if I said. Put that, if you're going to put that on a parlay, just go ahead and send me that money, bro. Uh, <laughs> next up, we've got the, the 1-0 Seattle Seahawks visiting the 0-1 San Francisco 49ers. San Francisco is a 8.5-point favorite. Hmm. It's only appropriate that Jarvis take this one first. So, Jarvis? Hey, hey, man, you know, I was telling y'all during pre-production about the points. I mean, the spreads. They're too high. And 85 Seems to be a bit. It was nine and a half uh, yesterday. That's a bit high for me for us losing to the Bears and Geno Smith. Damn, the way he did what he did on Monday night. Um, I'm going with my Niners. What a surprise! But I think that it will probably beat them by a touchdown, not by eight <laughs> or eight and a half. 
that's it. Kittle playing. Uh, Kittle was not playing, I don't believe. It'll probably be a game time decision, or as of right now, he, he still hasn't practiced. And so and that's, that's, and that's, and that's where's the game being played? It is in San Francisco. It's in San Francisco. But okay. I mean, if you don't get if you don't practice Wednesday or Thursday, you're not playing. You're probably not playing Sunday. It's not looking good. Uh, and again, <laughs> I'm sick of this because Kittle, this happens every damn season. You know, like every season, as good as he is, we need him on the field. Trey Lance really needs him on the field to be that security blanket, and he's not there. And Nobody talked about how he wasn't there on Sunday in Soldier Field in that monsoon. He he could have helped him out. He could have been in some in some spots in some places where you know, like he always does to protect Jimmy has. But he's we wasn't there. And I'm telling you, at some point we have to start talking about what can we get for George Kittle while the getting is good. Because I mean, it, it, I'm just sick of this. Like, look, everything that I've said about Saquon Barkley, Nick, when I said he was borderline bust. I was just saying it because, like, hey, man, he's not available. And that's my whole pet – that's my biggest pet peeve with any of these players. Zion Williamson, it, 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 inability – you're not about to say that George Kittle is a borderline bust. No. I know you're not about to say no, that. No, no, no. Hell no. Hell okay. no. I'm right. just – no, okay, no, no. Cool. I, I, I'm just I'm just saying that that's not the point that I'm trying to make at all. I'm just saying okay. that – just want to make sure. The point that I'm trying to make is my biggest pet peeve with athletes is their inability of availability. And that sometimes seems to be a problem with Kittle as well. Jimmy Garoppolo, hell yes, we drafted a quarterback. We we gave up the future mortgages. All of the we 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 maxed out all the credit cards. We did we the mortgage payments, everything, our whole future. We put it on Trey Lance. And some 49er fans may think that it was the wrong pick. It's okay with moving up, but it probably should have been Justin Fields, or it probably should have maybe it should have been Mac Jones. I'm hearing the whispers. I'm not giving up on Trey. I'm just saying that he needs Kittle. And I do not like when players are not available. But, yeah, I'm going to take the Niners. But they probably won't win by eight and a half. A lot of this stuff is high. Man, we probably beat them by a touchdown. The, 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 you know, uh, Jimmy Ward is still out. We've got some people down, man. We got our running back in Elijah Mitchell, the starter, who is out for two months. There's a lot of people not playing. And the interior offensive line for the Niners is bad. It, it, it looked bad. Um but on dry fields and no monsoon, maybe we can get it back to normal. I don't expect to see the same Geno I saw Monday night, but uh, I don't know about the eight and a half. I'm taking the Niners, though. I am. Okay, go ahead, Terrence. Yeah, I was about to say, I'll also roll with the Niners, but I'm not taking that, that spread. Uh, I actually think this will be a very, very close game. Mm-hmm. And... Um, would not be surprised if Trey Lance had to lead him down the field late for a field goal. Now, now you know what? If and if that happens against Seattle's defense, then I, I'm gonna I'm not gonna argue with anybody that says put Jimmy in because this is the game here where Trey needs to shine. This is the game here where look Seattle's defense ain't that good. It, it wasn't that good. Like Russell Wilson was like ten of twelve for a lot of yards and a high percentage on third downs Monday night in that hostile um, environment. In Seattle, that defense still isn't that good. And Jamal Adams is done for the year. So if Trey Lance doesn't show out on this team, then hell, I'll have my Jimmy my Jimmy G pom poms back out as well. I'm not gonna lie. Well, we will not be getting a clean sweep on this one because I'm going with the Seattle Seahawks. I saw enough from from the Seahawks from Geno Smith and uh, as well as uh, the running game and their defense. 
uh, this past week against Denver to say, you know what, I think that they can knock off San Francisco uh, in San Francisco, and so I'm taking Seattle on the upset. You son of a. <laughs> now, you, you shouldn't be surprised to hear that from me. I'm not. Know, I'm not. I'm not. The Trey Lance hate is real over here in St. Nick world. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm, I'm definitely cashing on that bottle of tequila by the end of the year. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> I got you, man. I got you. I hope I don't. Uh, yeah, we'll see. All right. Next up, we have the 0-1 Cincinnati Bengals visiting the 0-1 Dallas Cowboys. That's a 325 game. Uh, who you got? What's that? Cincinnati is a seven-point favorite. Seven-point. Okay. Um. Jarvis, you want to get that one first? Uh, okay. Well, I mean, I, I, look, man, Cooper Rush, nah, man, ain't no no deal. Give me the Bengals. Joe Burr, Joe Burr, Joe Cool. I am taking the Cowboys. Oh my God, Jarvis, <laughs> you gotta hear me out on this. Hey, now you talk you talk about scripts and storylines. What's a better storyline for you? <laughs> the, the, the Cincinnati Bengals being 0-2 or the Cowboys being 0-2. Now, the Cowboys, we've already said the Cowboys' season's over. Doesn't matter. If they win, that gives us more to talk about. Hey, maybe they can make it. Mm-hmm. The, the narrative changes a little bit. It, it increases a little more excitement. So when that comes but Cincinnati back, yeah. being 0-2 keeps both of those narratives alive. Yeah. So I am going with, with, with Dallas just based on the possibilities of the discussion that we can have Monday morning. Oh, that can he'll only be out maybe two more games. Yeah, hey, hey, I can't argue with you there, T. That's a nice story. It very well could be true, <laughs> but I gotta still roll with the Bengals, man. I just we talking Cooper Rush, uh, and, and also <laughs> I, I also saw what uh, the front line of Pittsburgh did to uh, Cincinnati's front line that caused all that havoc. And I'm just thinking like Michael Parsons is about to go and eat the biggest deep dish pizza. <laughs> He's ever seen with that front line. You're right. Oh man. Mm. Yeah, that 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 storyline takes sounds good, Terrence. But I'm taking the Bengals to win this one, and I'm picking this to probably be the biggest uh, baptism of the week. I think the Bengals could win this one by as much as three touchdowns. Uh, you know, they'll, wow. they'll be they'll be out they'll be out looking for blood. Um, Jamar Chase, you know, obviously he and uh, Trayvon Diggs had a little bit of history back in college, and and Jamar pretty much cooked yeah. it in. And I think he, I think he'll be able to do it again. So uh, I'm taking the Bengals uh, by a lot. <laughs> yeah, hey man, I, it sounds crazy, but it could happen. You may have a point there. I was very tickled by when you said Jamar cooked him. He pretty much cooked him. Uh, in yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he cooked him. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, yeah. Hey, hey it, I like the story, T. I really do, and it very well could happen. Hey, we're gonna play this back if it does. But yeah, I gotta take the Cincinnati too, man. Just uh, nah, I can't do it, Cooper. Sorry. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Next up, we've got the 0-0-1 Houston Texans visiting the 0-1 Denver Broncos. Denver is a 10-point favorite. Have we ever had a team to get two draws in one season? Ooh. Not as I'm aware of. I don't think so. Not in Just the keep NFL. that in mind. Keep that in mind, but give me the Broncos. Okay, okay. <laughs> keep it in mind. Take, you taking we the points? I'm, I'm, what's the points? 10. See, see, that's too high. No, that's too, that's too high. high. It's too high that's for too what high. the Texans. The Texans almost beat the Colts, and the Broncos laid an egg in Seattle. That's too high. Why are they? Where are they getting this stuff from? I know it was Week One, so I guess that's what they're saying. It was Week One. Chill out. They're gonna. They're gonna kill them. You know. But no. Usually when those when those that spread is that high, watch out for some of those those high spreads like this, man. I see a lot of ten points and stuff. So 
Yeah, I'm with T on that. I'm not taking that. No, I'm not biting on that. I'm not biting on that either. Yeah, I'm also going to take the Broncos to win. I'm a little bit iffy on the points. I do agree that 10 is a bit high. Uh, however, you know, the Texans obviously are not expected to be very good. Uh, the Broncos are expected to be much better than what they showed last week. And I think they may look to show that this week. So I'm a little iffy on the spread, but it would not surprise me to see the Broncos win by two touchdowns. But I'm, I'm taking them away for sure. Yeah, man, I, I've said this before, man. Look, the Houston Texans defense is for real. I know I, I told y'all there was a preseason game that we had against Trey Lance. Trey Lance needed to see that. He's learning. He's a work in progress. But, man, Lovey Smith is doing a hell of a job over there, and I think he's calling the defensive plays as the new head coach in Houston. They're going to they're gonna show some things and disguise a few things up and confuse Russell for a while, but in the end, Russell will pull his, mad, his rabbit out of the hat. But I don't think it's just going to be a blowout. I'm not doing the 10. But, yes, I'm definitely taking Russell, Danger Russell Wilson, and the Broncos. But – Watch out for the Texans, man. I'm telling you, like they, they're even when they lose, they're gonna only be zero and one and one. That's not zero and two. That may help them later on. I don't know, but Davis Mills, he don't look that bad, y'all. I don't know if y'all are watching, but it's a reason why they didn't go for Jimmy Garoppolo or anybody else in free agency or try to make a trade. This guy may not be bad, but I'm taking yeah, I the Broncos. Saw, I saw a little bit of him in preseason, man. He looked pretty good. He's not making mistakes. He's uh, we'll see, we'll see. Um, I'm gonna check him out a little bit more, but uh, yeah, I'm gonna take the Broncos. But I'm just saying, don't do the team. He gave me strong Matt Schaub vibes. Matt Schaub, oh man. No, there's a reference for you. That's something there, yeah. Oh, Matt Schaub. Hey, Matt Schaub. Matt Schaub was cool for a little minute though, until he wasn't. He, he was for like two years. Who was his office? He started throwing, he started throwing pick Schaubs all over the place. Who was his? O- <laughs> who was his OC when he was doing good though? You're going to tell me it's Shanahan, ain't you? I am. Of course I am. <laughs> the father or the son? <laughs> no, it was the son. It was the son. Kyle. Okay. Yeah. Oh, it definitely yeah. wasn't the father because so they'd have been running uh, zone zone read. All, not zone read, but uh, power zones all day. Well, they were doing that too, kind of. I mean, like. Yeah. Yeah, Cal yeah, runs the same offense. Yeah, Arian, right, Fo- so Arian that, Foster. I mean, in other words, Matt Shaw would have thrown like six passes a game, so we never would have known what he was at all. Oh, no, 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 no. He was throwing it much more then than he does now. That's how we know he doesn't trust the quarterbacks in San Francisco because right. he was throwing the ball much more when he had Arian Foster in the backfield, but Andre Johnson in his fucking prime. Man, uh, people forget how good Andre Johnson was at that time. He made Matt Shaw look good. Very good. So. Um, Next up, we got the 0-1 Arizona Cardinals visiting the 0-1 Las Vegas Raiders. Las Vegas is a five-and-a-half point favorite in that game. Go ahead, T. This, one, this one's tough This for might me. be the game of the week because somebody's going to start off 0-2, and these are both teams that I think we all kind of saw good things, in, in the, you know, and we predicted for them to have pretty good seasons. Man, uh, I'm going to roll with Arizona on this one. I, I just – don't think they're going to start off 0-2. I really don't. Uh, what's, what's the spread on this? Five and a half for Las Vegas. Five and a half for Las Vegas. Hmm. That's a big spread. It is. They both lost. I mean, I know the Raiders barely lost, but they still lost. Yeah, give me give me the Cardinals on that, man. I don't know where they're getting the spread stuff from. Uh, Vegas got to talk to us. It's pretty hot this week. They just want you to bite, I think. Jarvis, what you got? 
this is a this is a real tough one for me, guys. I'm not gonna lie this to you. It's really tough. And I'm supposed to go with the Raiders, man, because hell, screw the Cardinals. They're in the NFC West. And my team is in the NFC West. But I just it's something missing with the Raiders defense. Chandler Jones isn't enough. They need something else on the other end, something else on the back end. Uh all the pressure again I'm putting on Derek Carr. He's gotta he's gotta come through. I know Devontae Adams ended up balling out, had a good week one, but it has to be more. What else? You, when he does that in Green Bay, the Packers are winning. He can do that every week in the, with the Raiders, and I'm still not sure it's going to be a victory. I'm going to take the Cardinals as well. I'm with T. I don't know if they're going to lose two straight. If they do, Cliff Kingsbury, I'm going to put you on my Adam Gates list. You're going to start hearing from me every damn week after that because – I already kind of got it in for you. It doesn't look like you know what you're doing. But because of Calamary, Hollywood Brown, that Oklahoma connection, I think it picks up this week. I'm going to go with the Cardinals. But five points, five and a half, man. I'm sure they want us to take the Raiders, man. I, that just scares me. So I'm going to go with Arizona. I'm going to say this. We didn't pick both of these teams to have – pretty good season this year. Y'all picked both of these teams that have pretty good season. <laughs> I, I only picked the Raiders, and I'm sticking with it. I'm taking the Raiders, and I'm taking them to cover. I don't know why this spread scares y'all quite so much. I understand both teams lost last week, uh, but I, I'm, I'm sticking. I'm going with the Raiders. I think they've got they've got the better team. I've, I've said it before, and I say it again. I think Kyle Murray's overrated. I think Cliff Kingsbury's overrated. Uh, I, don't, I don't see them being successful. I'm taking the Raiders. Hey, man, I think you're probably right about both of them, but I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt. Um, And a lot of that has to do with what I told you earlier that's clouding my judgment. I don't think that these games are real. And I think that somehow, some way, they will make those guys get enough wins because that Week 18 matchup against the 49ers. Now, I could be wrong. The 49ers may be shit. And that's probably just a doo-doo game versus doo-doo game. I don't know. But I was thinking that. Since the Rams aren't playing anybody special on Week 18, it's the Niners and the Cardinals. Um, but we don't do well against the Cardinals, so that wouldn't be good for us anyway, probably. But, yeah, I feel you, man. Uh, you're, you may be right. You may be right. But if you are, then the Cardinals' front office need to be fired because they messed it up, like, twice. They, they gave up on Rosen and the head coach in one year and went to replace them with these two guys, Kingsbury and Murray, and Murray. And it's not working. And if it doesn't work, hey, who's to say Josh Rosen wouldn't have worked in Arizona? Who's to say the coach wouldn't have worked if he had stayed with Josh Rosen legit never got a chance. He really didn't. He really he didn't. Never got a chance. They said that. screw that after one year, Kyler Murray's going to be available. And I thought they were going to take Nick Bosa. And then everybody said, nope, I think they're going quarterback. And I'm like, damn, they just drafted a quarterback last season. Hey, man, everybody should be fired if this doesn't work out. That's just my two cents. If it does, if 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 Nick is right, that's what they should be doing immediately after week 18, <laughs> before they even get out of the shower. If I'm right, as I often am. Anyways, moving on. Uh, <laughs> we have the 1-0 Chicago Bears visiting the 0-1 Green Bay Packers for the Sunday night game. Uh, Green Bay is a 10-point favorite in that game. Oh, my God. That's Sunday night? They putting that on Sunday night? They putting that on Sunday night. Okay, okay. You know what? Cool. I get to see Justin Fields, though. I ain't tripping. Go ahead, and You know what? I don't want to see Justin Fields get a dub. Oh. A oh. Dub. I have no faith in the Packers. No okay. faith. Okay. I feel a you. A dub. I feel you. 
Because, like, look at the lineage of, like, receivers they've let walk. Uh, I think that they got comfortable doing that. Unfortunately, Devontae Adams, we saw what he did in, in, in Vegas. So, like, this wasn't a situation where, like, uh, Aaron Rodgers made him a great receiver. He was already a great receiver. He's been a great receiver, and they don't have that now. And, that, and I think that they are going to struggle with that very seriously. That doesn't just go away. And, Jarvis, you know this, as long as we've been doing this show, I've been preaching about having a number one receiver. Yeah. yeah. They ain't got that now. Yeah, you have. And that is going to be a problem. Hmm. Well, I'm going to disagree with you, Terrence. I'm going to ride with the Packers. Um, you know, like I said, obviously they did take the loss last week. The receivers for the Packers didn't look great. But, uh, you know, as we, as you know, kind of been a repeated trope so far, it was just week one. Um, you know, obviously the guys are young, and you, know, you had the big drop from Christian Watson to start the game. I think that a lot of those mistakes kind of get corrected. You see less of the drops uh, from the receivers this week, and Aaron Rodgers being Aaron Rodgers is better than most quarter, most any quarterback you're ever going to put on the field ever. Um, and Justin Fields certainly isn't in that category just yet. So I'm going with the Packers. Uh, the, the line does slightly concern me. I could definitely see a touchdown victory for the Packers, but uh, double digits is, is a bit of a stretch for me, but I'm taking the Packers to win the game. What is it? Ten? Uh, ten it's ten, yeah. Another ten. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm with you on that, Nick. Uh, let me ask you this before I give my pick quickly. Do you know if Lazard is going to play? Is he coming uh, back? Let's take a glance at the injury report. And that would Alan be very, is listed very as questionable. Uh, uh, let me see what the latest news regarding that is. One second. Well, while you're looking at that, I'll say this. If Lazard comes back, I'm going Green Bay. I think he's going to be fine. I think he can turn into not Devontae Adams, but maybe a Jordy Nelson or something. He can be good. He can be good. He'll get better with Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is not going to have a terrible season unless he he could possibly get injured with that offensive line. I, I predicted that also, that it could happen. But I'm not wishing on it. I'm just saying it ain't looking good. He got yeah. hit a lot on, on uh, Sunday in Minnesota, and Minnesota plays them good. Chicago, they don't really play them so good, though. So if Lazard is playing, give me Green Bay. But if, there's, if Aaron Rodgers has to get back out on that field without Lazard, and those guys again, yeah, the Bears may pull that upset off. And Justin Fields will make enough plays when he needs to, as we seen him doing a monsoon last week. He only had eight completions, but damn it, his eight completions counted. Um, and Trey's didn't so much. So I don't know how to answer this, y'all. I mean, I'm, I'm agreeing with T if Lazard is out, but if Lazard is playing, I think it's that much of a difference uh, because of the things that, he can do with Aaron. You know, I think he's already practicing and learning those back shoulders and all of that with him. It's those other guys that it's going to take a little while to jail. Him and Lazard, are, they're, they're getting Lazar better along. practice yesterday and today. He's playing. He's playing. he's playing. I'm taking Green Bay. Who also practiced yesterday and today is David Bakhtiari, which is also a very big deal for Aaron Rodgers' protection. Oh, wow. Um, so all of that definitely points towards uh, me picking Green Bay. I thought he was done. Bakhtiari? Yeah. No. Oh, okay. I thought they had somebody, a lineman that was out for the season or near, near, damn near no, the he, season. He, he was out for the season last year. He got hurt last year. And I think, uh, I, I don't think he played last week. Oh, he was on the pull. Um, right, yeah, come, coming back from, from injury. But yeah, they, they, they thought he was going to play in the playoff game, but he, he didn't suit up. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, I know why he didn't suit up. Because <laughs> it's supposed to be the Niners and the Rams in the NFC Championship game, probably. <laughs> <laughs> but that's neither here nor there. Uh, anyway, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Green Bay then. That sounds like that sounds promising if he's practicing and Lazard is too. Yeah, Aaron not going on two with those guys back. I I don't think. But I, I would love to see Justin Fields get a win, and I can't wait to see him uh, where, where, where the weather isn't so bad. Right on. And so the last of our 10-point spreads for the week, we have the 0-1 Tennessee Titans visiting the 1-0 Buffalo Bills. Bills, of course, are that 10-point favorite. I'm taking the 10 with Buffalo on that one. Damn. You're going to take the 10? <laughs> that, that was easy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, okay. I, I, yeah, after what I thought – from what I saw from Buffalo, they got somebody got to prove to me that they can they can hang with them. Yeah, that is true. They did beat them down, but maybe the Rams aren't as good as as, as a lot of people think they are. Maybe I'm right, and they're gonna be. Never mind. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> go ahead. I am also gonna stick with Buffalo. Uh, here's an odd, odd stat: Josh Allen is both the Buffalo Bills' leading passer as well as their leading rusher so far this year. Uh, last week he had 10 carries, 56 yards, and, of course, the 297 through the air and three touchdowns. I'm taking the bills and I'm taking the points. Uh, this one probably won't be that close. Damn. Well, I'm not taking the points. Um, I mean, I'm not taking that spread. Uh, I don't know what the over-under is, but look. Over-under is 48. Okay. 48. It's in, it's in Buffalo? It's in Buffalo. Yeah. Um, against the Titans, damn. I'm gonna say it's under, man. I'm gonna still, I'm gonna still go under on that because, like, I think the Titans I would say you take the under also. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Because I think the Titans' defense is, is is not bad. I think it's pretty solid, and it'll be better, especially after losing to the Giants on Week One. The Titans hardly ever win Week One for whatever reason. And look, the Buffalo Bills they struggle against the Titans. They do. Like, if, if we remember the highlight of the year. People still show it sometimes. The the um Derek Derek no. Derrick Henry, the stiff arm, Derrick Henry on Josh Norman. That, that like that was against Buffalo. And they beat oh, Buffalo yeah. and they beat Buffalo the year before that too. So they've been kind of owning the Bills. I know it's time for the Bills to do it at some point, and yeah, it'll probably be Monday. They'll get it done. But I don't know about taking that 10 as far as the spread. But um I'll take the Bills because I said the Bills are only going to lose two games all damn season. But uh, look for the Titans to put up a much better fight than they did last week, and they do play the Buffalo Bills good. So that'll be the reason why I won't take the 10. Maybe a touchdown. Maybe they win by nine. Oh, no, I, I wouldn't be shocked to see this game end up something like 31-7. to seven. Uh, um, I don't know. With Derrick Henry, man, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. It's definitely and, time of course, game. last but not least, uh, the absolute game of the week, at least in my opinion, we've got the 1-0 <laughs> Minnesota Vikings visiting the 1-0 Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles are a two-point favorite, and I'm going to ride with it. Uh, you know, I, I think the Vikings do have a very good team this year. Uh, obviously, there's a potential for this to be a Jalen Rager revenge game, so to speak, since we just traded him to the Vikings uh, to pair with the guy that we should have drafted in the first place. Um but all that being said, I'm taking us to get it done. Uh, as I, I was impressed with what I saw from from uh, the Eagles last week. Uh, Jalen Hurts spread the ball around pretty well, completed over 50% of his passes. A.J. Brown, obviously, 10, 10 catches, 155 yards. Didn't find the end zone. I think that'll change this week. I think he will find a way to get in there. As long as we can keep Justin Jefferson from 
pretty much ruining the game. I think we can. I think we can pull it off. Is 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 Devontae Smith going to get any targets this week? I I would think so. Yes. <laughs> hmm, hmm. I, I I would think based on what we saw last week and in the way that AJ ate, the Minnesota Vikings will probably put some more uh, attention towards AJ, and that'll open up some things for for uh, Devontae Smith. Okay. Well, was Devontae Smith a first round pick? Mm. Devontae Smith was a first round pick. Mm-hmm. Why does he need for AJ to eat for him to eat? Mm. He doesn't necessarily need. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, AJ Brown's a better player than him right now. Um, he doesn't necessarily need AJ to do that for him to eat, uh, for him to be able to eat. But by the same token, if if you got the opportunity to feed AJ, I don't blame Jalen Hurts for doing it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let me let me rephrase the question. <laughs> On a lot of teams, Devontae Smith will be the number one receiver, right? Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I would say I'm at least uh, in the neighborhood of half the teams in the league, give or take. Mm-hmm. So uh, if you have a, a a legit number one on the opposite side of him, how do we go a whole game and not target somebody that would be a number one on most teams in the league? He did get four targets last week. If I take out four targets last week, there's no chance. No chance. <laughs> Four targets, no catches, correct. All right. You know who does get targeted? You know who does get catches and yards and touchdowns? Oh, JJ. Justin Jefferson. I'm rolling with the Vikings. I'm rolling with the Vikings. Hot damn. Well, I'm rolling with the Vikings too, man. Damn, I ain't got no friends. Give me the Vikes. (laughs) And, um, And this isn't to be petty. It's not Nick. Uh, it's just that I I love the Minnesota Vikings this year. I said it. I picked the Vikings to win the NFC North. I love me some JJ, not because that's my initials also, but because Justin Jefferson is a bad man. And Kirk Cousins is starting to look like a bad man with this guy and Thielen still getting some double coverage as if he's the number one guy. So Justin Jefferson is one-on-one just eating. If the Eagles do that, it's going to be an L, Nick. I can tell you that right now. Uh, Dalvin Cook in the backfield. This offense is going to be more explosive under the new head coach, and I'm feeling it. Just call me Mickey D's, man. I'm loving it. I'm picking the Vikings. I think the Eagles struggled against the Detroit Lions a little bit. They didn't put them away. They had to score 38 points to beat them. So the defense looks good to me on Madden, but, and I'm cool with the Eagles. And A.J. Brown. I love me some A.J. Brown. And I hope Jalen Hurts can get it done. I don't know if he can. That's my only question mark about the Eagles. But, man, I'm with T, man. The Vikings are, they're going to be hot on offensively. And I think the defense can do just enough. Jalen Hurts, let's find out what he's made of. Let's find out what he's made of. This isn't the Detroit Lions defense. This is the Vikings. It's some veterans on that team. No Zimmerman is not there anymore. And they may not be a top 10 anymore, but let's see. Let's see. I'm taking the Vikes. Is this in Philly? This is in Philly, yes. I don't care. I'm taking the Vikes. Is this an upset? Would this make this an upset? That would be an upset. Philly's a two-point favorite. Okay. Well, I got two I got I got two upsets for the week then. I think it's just the Vikings over the Eagles and the crazy wow bowl prediction of the Falcons over the Rams. But I don't know. I really think the Rams are reeling here. And 
Uh, they should bounce back. I think when I looked at the schedule, I said they would win this game. But I don't know, man. I, I think Atlanta, Dan Pease and Arthur Smith, I, I, I know a little something about those guys. And, man, I, uh, I, I just heard that guy say, man, we're not going to be bad this year. We're not going to be shitty. I'm sick of that. I'm here now. We're going to make a change. And they, they almost they had the Saints. So that's why I picked them. The Rams, they're not their regular self. And I'll take the Vikings here. That's going to be a good game. How are they doing this, Nick? That's going to be a great game. I agree. How are they going to do this, though? Like, one is on – your your game is on ABC later in the night while Buffalo and Tennessee are still playing on ESPN about an hour later. Buffalo and Tennessee kick off at 6.15. Vikings and Eagles kick off at 7.30. Okay, these are central times that he's giving too, ladies and gentlemen. Correct. Uh, Those games are going to be going on at the same time. Yeah, right. they, exactly. They'll still be going on at the same time at some point. Uh, this is weird. I don't know why they did this in, on week two at that. Uh, but, yeah, those both are supposed to be some good games. So, shit, I don't know if that was a good idea, NFL. Like, I don't know. Maybe they're saying Buffalo will blow Tennessee out by the time <laughs> Minnesota and Philly kicks it off. I don't know. But I don't think it's going to be a blowout, but we'll see. Uh, good stuff. Good stuff, guys. Good show. Uh Nick. You moderated the show for the first time, pretty much. Good job. Hey, man. I do what I can. You know, I'm I'm, I'm versatile. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, uh, what's his name? Um, Jalen Hurts. He better be versatile on Monday night, too. Because Here we go. Uh, I can run it in past It just depends on what you want. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I, I hope Jalen Hurts can do that on Monday night. I really do. Because the Vikings are ready. They're ready. They're bringing the horns with them. <laughs> Uh, that's all I got, though, guys. Uh, if anything y'all want to before we get out of here, that's that's it for me. Long week too, a lot of games. Long week. I think that I think that's it for me. Um, just hoping that we all have some some good old luck this weekend. Yeah, man. Yes, indeed. There you go, y'all. Please send y'all bets. DraftKings, FanDuel, MGM, whatever it may be. Send it over. Screenshot that stuff. Let me see what y'all got. Uh, you know, let me cheat on the let me cheat on the exam. I ain't, I didn't I didn't study. Let me see what you got, and uh, I'll do the same, you know, on Sunday. The, oh, and I want to say this, because I had a mean parlay last week. Uh, $25 would have got me like seven fifty five, and I didn't get it because of that SOB Baker Mayfield and that SOB uh, kicker in Carolina. Man, damn the Panthers. I probably won't pick their asses again the rest of this season. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just ranting a little bit, but man, damn it, man! I almost turned 25 in the 7:55, and that kick, I heard this conspiracy a while back on how there's probably this magnetic chip in the footballs, and that makes it does the things that it does. He literally looked like he missed that thing. He was gonna shank it right, and it just started back twisting back to the left, and then it looked like not only did he hit it from 63 or 60 something, it could have went 70 yards. It looks. Like this son of a, he actually made it. It, it, went, it went through the upright, like at a very, very high trajectory. So that lets you know it had plenty of uh, room to spare. It did. But it started off like it was going to go wide right. I'm like, what yeah. the hell? That's the one game that hurt me, man. And I was like, ah. Now, Baker Mayfield did come back, put up a good fight. But, you know, like he stunk it up in the first half. Let's be real. He just wasn't doing a thing. Uh, Robbie Anderson, somehow, some way, we don't talk about him much, but he always seems to be in highlights getting like 70-yard bombs for touchdowns. 
Does anybody ever notice that <laughs> or pay that any attention? Uh, that's just something I thought I'd bring up. I see it a lot. Anyway, <laughs> um, that's it for me. That's all I got. I guess those two made up too. Remember what he said during the offseason? Like, no, we don't want no damn Baker Bayfield. <laughs> and now they're, now they're playing together. Yeah. Uh, I, I think I think they made up after that seventy-five yard touchdown he called last yeah, week. Yeah, that was nice. That was nice. I was like, "Come on, Carolina, I'm still in it." And then right back, I I was like a football in New England, man, deflated after that missed field goal, man. It just took nice. everything out of me. Yeah, 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 yeah. I appreciate nice. it. Yeah, that was out the fly too, top of the dome. But hey, man, guys, this is it. Good show. Great job, Nick Terrence. Good picks. A lot of good, bold predictions, ladies and gentlemen, from Terrence. If you want to play a few, uh, you know, picks from Terrence's upsets, get those pluses, get you some mean parlays. You, you got to play to win. You got to get in to win. Play to win the game. That's it. Yes, That's it, Herman Edwards. All right, man, we're out. That's it. Good show. Uh, the Great Debate Show will be back on a Sunday morning uh, for some good pro wrestling. We got so much news for me and T to talk about. But other than that, that's it, man. Great night. Chargers lose to the Chiefs. Chiefs are two and zero. Pat, hey man, I ain't mean no harm, bro. I ain't say you was. I ain't say you was trash. I ain't say you was bad at all. I just thought that you was gonna put the team on your back, and eventually your back was gonna break. Uh, we'll see how that goes. But right now, you still toting them across the finish line. That's it. We're done. We'll be back on Sunday, and uh, we'll see how these games go. And we will recap all of them on Tuesday. Until then, we out. Be safe. Peace out, guys. Get out.